This is Sharon Bolin. Welcome to podcast number four. As we are stepping into the Thanksgiving season, I would like to share a portion of scripture with you that has touched my heart for many years. And it's a story about thankfulness, but one we often overlook. It's found in Luke chapter 17. And I just want to read a small portion of scripture here because it's important for us to know what is happening behind the scenes in the story. Luke 17, beginning with verse 11. While Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, he was met by 10 leopards who stood at a distance. And they raised their voices and called out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. As they went, they were miraculously healed and made clean. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, glorifying and praising and honoring God with a loud voice. And he lay face downward at Jesus' feet, thanking him over and over. He was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were there not ten of you cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was there no one found to return to give thanks and praise to God except this foreigner? Jesus said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith, your personal trust in me, and your confidence in God's power has restored you to health. Now, I've read that uh, in the Amplified Version. And I wanted to read it in that version because it gives us some details that normally the King James doesn't. But the the message is so beautiful when we break down what is happening right here in Luke 17. And note, Luke was a doctor. So Dr. Luke wrote about this because he knew as a doctor there was no cure for leprosy. And... He brings out the story because certainly for a doctor and a Gentile doctor at that, he was so touched by what Jesus did for the lepers. Now, let's look at the disease leprosy. Doctors believe that leprosy can be passed from person to person by breathing in droplets that get into the air when infected people cough or sneeze. Sound familiar? Doesn't it sound similar to COVID? And it's interesting, when you get COVID, you have to be isolated. Well, lepers were isolated. And leprosy, interestingly enough, would begin with a little spot. So it begins with a small spot on the skin, and then it spreads throughout the body. Leprosy is a type of sin. Think about it. Sin begins with a little spot. And if that little spot isn't dealt with, that sin will spread and take over your life. If you don't deal with your sin, it'll continue to grow until it's out of control. There's an old saying, and I think it was quoted by D.L. Moody. It says, Sin will take you farther than you want to go 
and keep you longer than you want to stay. All those words are so true. Sin will take you farther than you want to go and keep you longer than you want to stay. That's why sin must be dealt with or it will spread and multiply in your life. Now, in the Bible days, people suffering from leprosy were treated as basically outcasts because there was no cure for the disease. And as it progressed, it would disfigure the person. So they would lose their fingers and toes and limbs and part of their nose. I mean, it was just eating away at their skin. So lepers had to live together in leper colonies. They were separated from society. They were the outcast of society. They would have to leave their homes and their families and live with other lepers. Oftentimes they would have to uh, scavenge themselves for food because who's going to bring them food? So they had to go out and search for food when people weren't around. I mean, what kind of life would that be? How miserable. They were forbidden to have any contact with people. And if someone were to come in contact with a leper and they didn't know from a distance, the leper had to either ring a bell or shout the word unclean. Isn't this so prophetic? I mean, look at this. When we are laden with sin, infested with sin, before we come to know Jesus, we are unclean because sin makes us unclean. And those who were lepers were deemed unclean and they could not go out and just go to the grocery store, buy food. They couldn't go to the temple and worship. They were forbidden from society. Talk about rejection. And now Jesus, he's on his way to Jerusalem, but he's passing along the border. He's between Samaria and Galilee. And that's important to note because the Samaritans and the Jews were enemies. The Jews hated the Samaritans because Samaritans are part Jew and part Gentile. And so they didn't see them as pure. And they weren't uh, full-blooded, so to speak, Jews. They were half and half, Gentile and, and Jew. So there was an issue and there was a prejudice that the Jews had towards uh, the Samaritans. And here's Jesus and he's between Samaria and Galilee. And obviously, his name was spread throughout the region. Everybody knew about him, the miracles, signs, and wonders. So these lepers find out that he's passing through. And they're at a distance. And they're crying out, help us. Have mercy. Hmm. Think about that. Have mercy. What happens when we come to Jesus and we have been living in sin and we are about to have a transformed life, the first thing we repent of is our sins and we say, have mercy. 
It's the mercy seat, in other words. The mercy seat of the ark is a place of mercy. It's a place where the blood of Jesus is sprinkled and it's forever crying for mercy in the heavenly mercy seat. But in the tabernacle, remember, once a year, the blood had to be sprinkled on what? The mercy seat of the ark. So that the sins, instead of being judged, would be atoned for. Now, when we're looking at this story, there's so much here, it's beautifully hidden because we read it, but we don't see a lot that God is really saying to us. We just think about this leper, you know, he got healed, he praised God, story's over. But look at all of the beautiful things hidden in the story. Leprosy, a type of sin, mercy, the forgiveness, the blood of Jesus. All of this is happening, and it happens when they cried out to Jesus. They who call upon the name of the Lord, anyone, will be what? Saved. So think about that. Now, Jesus responds to them because they're crying out at a distance, have mercy on us, have mercy on us. And what does he do? He sees them and he responds and he gives them a command. Go and show yourselves to the priest. Go and show yourselves to the priest. It was Jewish law that anyone who was a leper, if they were cured, which it would have been by a miracle because no one was ever cured, if they were cured, it was Jewish law that they could not re-enter society unless they first went to the priest to be checked out, basically. The priest had to look at them and evaluate them and decide whether or not they were really cured from leprosy. And they would receive a certificate that would say, you are now clean and you can enter society again. That is why Jesus said, go and show yourselves to the priests. However, they weren't healed yet. They could have said, well, what do you mean? We can't go to the priest. Don't you see we have leprosy? But I love this. They obeyed. They just did what he said to do. They were still lepers. But note this. On their way. The Bible says, as they were on their way to the priest, they became miraculously healed. So I need you to visualize this with me because, you know, when I read the Bible, I have to use my imagination. We all do. And it really makes the story come to life. So think about this. Their flesh is rotting. They are despicable to society. And now they're given a command and they can stay where they're at and fear or they can go by faith and just start walking. And that's exactly what they all did. They started going towards the temple to find the priest. They were still bound with leprosy. Their skin was falling off. I mean, it was rotting. They were weak. They could probably barely walk, but they did it by faith. 
You come to the Lord by faith. You repent and you believe. So it took faith, big faith actually, for them to do that. And as they are walking, they become miraculously healed. And Jesus is testing them because Jesus always tests our faith. Your faith has everything to do with your healing. And he'll test your faith to see if you believe his word. All they did is obey his word. They didn't question. They didn't doubt. They just obeyed. If you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart. Isn't that what the Bible says? Just doesn't say you're saved if you confess. If you confess and believe, you got to have faith that Jesus Christ is Lord. Then you will be saved. So confession and faith are necessary to experience our deliverance from sin. Now, all ten are healed, but all ten don't return. And here is what we have to really focus on in this story. All ten are healed, but all ten don't return. Only one, that's one-tenth, one of the ten returns. And he doesn't return just barely thanking the Lord. Note his posture. He realizes he's healed and he comes back to the Lord. And the Bible says he's worshiping, glorifying, praising, honoring, and not just under his breath, with a loud voice. Well, if you were a leper and your skin was falling apart and it was being rotting, uh, it was rotting all over and you could barely even move and, and you were sick and you were depressed and discouraged and you lived in a leper colony and you know, you're watching your skin just falling off of your body and all of a sudden you get brand new skin, it's healed, everything comes back, you're normal again, you're strong again, your body comes back into order, your skin is completely perfect and whole, you'd be shouting too. He, he cries out with a loud voice and, and look what he does. He lays downward. In other words, he fell to the ground and he worshiped at the feet of Jesus. And the Bible says he was thanking him over and over. Can you imagine that moment? Oh, Jesus, thank you. Oh, Lord, thank you. Oh, you know what? He had a revelation because the rest are going to the priest, but he had a revelation. This just isn't a priest. This is the great high priest. Blessed be the name of the Lord. This is the priest over all the priests because those priests didn't have the power to heal. This priest does. Think about it. Nobody in the priesthood ever came and prayed for them to be healed. They didn't have the power. Jesus did. Hallelujah. And so he falls down and he worships the Lord and he's thanking him and he's worshiping him. And he realizes that Jesus is the superior priest. Now, 
the Lord says here, and we, we need to really pay attention to his words every time he speaks. Note what he says. Weren't there 10 of you healed? Where are the other nine? Was there no one found to return to give, note what he says, to give thanks and praise to God except you, a foreigner? Why did he say that? Because that band of 10 lepers included Jews and Samaritans. It's amazing how they wouldn't speak to each other, but now they're all lepers. No more problems with prejudice. They're all in the same camp. But there were Jews and Samaritans. We don't know if the others were Samaritans or this is the only one that was a Samaritan. But note the one who came back was not a Jew and Jesus was a Jew. But it was a Samaritan that came back. And thanked him. And had the revelation. Just like the woman at the well. (laughs) She's a Samaritan. But she got a revelation. Jesus touched her. Jesus came to reach both Jew and Gentile. Because both Jew and Gentile are diseased with sin. None is better. We both have sin, both Jew and Gentile. And there's only one remedy for both. And that is the blood of Jesus Christ. That is our Lord himself, the spotless lamb who had to take sin upon himself at the cross and set us all free. His blood was shed for all humanity. The mercy that this Samaritan received also was received by those others who were Jewish. So the mercy of God is for all humanity, Jew and Gentile. Blessed be his glorious name. But what was the Lord looking for? He asked a question here. Where are the other nine? In other words, is there no praise for this healing? Is there no thanksgiving for this healing? Was there no others that came, note this, to give thanks? These are his words. To give thanks and praise to God. Lord is, the Lord is helping us to understand something as we look into this beautiful story. And I'm just saying right now in my own heart, Lord, just open our eyes to this truth. How many times does God work a miracle and a wonder for you and you don't say thank you? How many times are we so excited or we get caught up in the moment of the healing or the miracle and we don't even thank him? We don't come and bow down and worship. We don't stop and just come to him face to face, heart to heart and say, Lord, I could have never done this. It was you. I just want to thank you. I'm so grateful. You see, it was gratitude that moved that Samaritan leper. Are we full of gratitude? Are we really thankful when God 
does something for us or do we just say, oh, great, and just keep on going? Do we, do we notice that the Lord has answered a prayer and we get so excited that we don't even say thank you? How about the little things every day? Are we thankful that we wake up and we're not lepers, like our skin isn't falling off? Are you thankful that you can see the sun rise again? Are you thankful that you can actually get out of your bed? Because some people are crippled and they can't. They live in wheelchairs or they're on stretchers. Are you thankful that you have eyes that you can see? Because some people are blind. How about ears that you can hear because so many are deaf? Are you thankful for the blessings that God has given you? Are you thankful that you have a roof over your head? Are you thankful that you have a loaf of bread and water? Because some people don't even have that. God wants us to realize the blessings that he gives us every single day and not take them for granted, but to thank him. Lord, I just thank you. I just thank you. Where would I be without you? We used to sing a song when I was a little girl. My dad uh, would lead us in the song and Bible study. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. And it will support prize you what the Lord has done. It's so true, but we don't do that. We take them for granted. But this leper worshiped, bowed down, thanked the Lord over and over. There was so much gratitude in his heart because he knew that his life was forever changed and he would never be a leper again. When Jesus saves us and delivers us, he gives us the power to never go back to that sinful life again. Are you thankful today for the saving power? Have you thanked the Lord recently for saving you, whether it be a year ago, five years, 10 years, 20 years, 100 years? Have you thanked him for that powerful moment that you experienced salvation? When leprosy fell off of you, the sin of leprosy, think about it. It's, it's, it's sin. It's a type of sin. When God set you free and cleansed you from the way you used to be by his blood. We all need to thank him today. How far has God brought you from where you've been? Why don't you ponder that as we're stepping into this Thanksgiving season and be thankful to the Lord, really thankful. Spend some alone time with him, just thanking him for saving you, thanking him for healing you, thanking him for the blessings he's given you, thanking him for all the many little things that we take for granted. It's only because of his mercy. Blessed be his glorious name. We don't want the Lord to say, 
the words or ask the questions that he asked this leper. Where's everybody else? I've done so much. Why aren't there more people giving me thanks and praise? We want to be like that one leper thanking him and praising him. And if we live a life of thanksgiving and worship, we will always honor him because God loves a cheerful and thankful person. God loves those who give him thanks. God loves those and is near to those who are thankful in their heart. And of course, he loves those who are sinners too. No doubt he does. God so loved the world that he died for all of us. But It draws you closer to him and him closer to you when you have a thankful heart. You know, there are times when I can recall moments with Grace, my daughter, and I'm going back to when she was four, five, six years old. You know, in that age range, kids are always wanting something. (laughs) They want another toy. They want this. They want that. And I remember... We were driving in the car, and just out of the blue, she looked at me, and she said, Mommy, I just want to thank you. I said, for what? She goes, just for being such a good mommy. I want to thank you because you drive me places, you take care of me, you cook for me. And she started just listing all of these things. I couldn't believe it. That day, though I of course, love her, always have loved her since the moment I met her in the hospital. Instant love, and I'll always love her. But that day, my love just bonded with her even more. There was something that happened when she came and thanked me. There's something that happens between you and God. There's a tighter bond. There's a closer relationship. You feel his love. There's something that happens more to those who are thankful. And God wants us to be thankful. So I want you to reflect in this next week of all the things that you really not thank the Lord for. but you know he has done for you and begin to name them and thank him. We want the Lord to know how much we love him and the gratitude that we have, that he saved us, delivered us, speaks to us, protects us, shields us, provides for us. I mean, the list goes on and on. We can find countless things to be thankful for. I'm Sharon Bolin. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast today. If you want to email me, please do so. Contact at SharonBolin.com. And be sure to visit my website at SharonBolin.com because we have some new resources that we are going to be offering some Christmas specials. And I cannot wait to share them with you. One in particular is something that I designed that God told me to design three years ago and I didn't do it and it's finally here and I'm very excited and I believe uh, they're going to go very quickly. 
So I will be sharing more on that on our next podcast. But keep up with us as far as on the website, our YouTube channel, our podcast. A lot of changes happening in the ministry. And I'm excited about what the Lord is doing. God bless you. We'll see you again.